0: Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars, welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited to celebrate with you once again, my dear friend, Mark Lawrenson. Mark is one of these rare astrologers that brings so much love and so much wisdom to his interpretations, and he also really knows his stuff. He is a standout astrologer. And he's actually one of the more popular astrologers that we have teaching at Synchronicity University. And Mark Lawrenson is back. He is coming back this January with a five-part course on the Lunar Nodes. Hugely popular topic, very spiritual topic, uh, as only Mark can. And for a very limited time, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. Really an unheard of rate to learn from the likes of the one and only Mark Laurenson of the world famous Sydney School of Astrology. Mark, thank you for being here. Welcome back.
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much Nadia for having me back. Uh, Very, very excited about doing this course. Uh, The Lunar Nodes, um, as an evolutionary astrologer, most people know about uh, me as an evolutionary astrologer. We pay a lot of attention uh, to the nodal axis. Uh, particularly the south node of the moon bringing in uh, an energy from before, from the past, and, of course, how we deal with it in this lifetime Um, and what we need to go through with it um, basically to heal it. And uh, the north node, of course, is going to be a big part of uh, helping us do that. And so the course, the five-week course, is about uh, understanding your node, your south node in particular, um, but not just the node, not just the uh, sign that it's in and the house that it's in, but I'm actually going to be bringing in uh, a way of understanding how it fits into the chart, how it fits into an actual chart reading and how it fits into all the other planets also, you know, in your, whole, uh, in your whole astrological journey. So I'm going to be looking at the ruler of both nodes and where it is in the chart. I'm going to be looking at all the aspects to the nodes because that's huge. You've got a planet in aspect to the nodes, especially conjunct the south node or the north node, or squaring them. That's going to be a big thing. Um, and then being able to understand how to integrate all that energy. And then I'm going to be putting it into uh, a reading context. I'm going to be taking people through a whole uh, way of being able to bring the nodes into an actual reading and then relaying that information uh, to the client. So if the client is is going to get it, not only in a way of them actually going, ah oh, I know this, I know what this is all about, but also a way of turning it around for them and uh, making it empowering for them and making it inspiring for them. Because, you know, that's basically what being a good astrologer is all about.
0: Yeah. Wow, inspiring people through their chart. But also, of course, I, I think that very often what happens with us as astrologers is first, when we learn something new, we try it out on our own charts first and then if it (laughs) resonates then we start going to other people's charts as well and so i am especially hopeful about how it is because i'll tell you every time i talk to you every time i sit in on one of your classes i feel like i understand my own chart better with greater depth uh, and with a whole new perspective that's part of what i love about you as a teacher and so, yeah, I think a lot of students who are going to come, maybe they're just coming because they want to learn about their own chart. Mm-hmm. And your own chart can be very illuminated by understanding the yeah. lunar nodes and astrology from that evolutionary astrology perspective that you bring.
1: True. I mean, when you, I think a lot of people have looked at their nodes and they've kind of got an understanding of them. They kind of think, oh, yes, I have this south node in this particular sign in that particular house. But they've never really gone into what it actually means. You know, they've never really gone into what is this emotion memory that I have around this sign in this house that I brought in from before, and how does it play out in this lifetime? Because the South Node does carry an energy, um, and we call it a past life energy. In evolutionary astrology, we call it. We we go into the past life understanding of what the South Node might be, and. It comes back into this lifetime in a way where we tend to play it out often again. I have so many clients say to me, are we talking about this lifetime or are we talking about a past life? Because what's going on now is exactly what you're talking about. So a lot of people do bring in the south node and they tend to play it out again, Um, but they're playing out again in a way of trying to get it right this time because it feels a little bit like the south node was in uh, in situations where it didn't work out for them, you know, where it could have actually gone off track in some kind of way, uh, where it could have been quite painful or where it could have just been, you know, unresolved. And it comes back into this lifetime to work itself out. So when we look at the, at the south node in our own charts, we've got to look at any kind of habitual behaviour or patterning um, that we play out that could be reminiscent of something that we've done before and it's coming back into this lifetime, as I said, to correct itself or to heal itself or to do something in a way of replanting itself because the south node gets replanted and it grows in a new way with the help of the north node, of course. The north node is actually pointing in the opposite area of the chart. It's actually saying, let's, let's have a look down here. It kind of beckons us. It's new territory. We don't know it terribly well. A lot of people go towards their north node quite early, but it feels very much like um, this particular area is not only going to help us out in a way of moving into a a new direction or a new area that feels fresh and new and enlightening in some kind of way, but it is also going to help us heal some of of our past uh, wounding or behaviour that has come in from before that is probably holding us back in some kind of way. So I'm going to be taking everyone through what that means.
0: And so the South node um, it has to do with the past. And some might understand that as past life. Some might understand that as childhood and early childhood. Do you make that distinction? How well, do you understand it?
1: Yes, 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 I do. Um, because as an evolutionary astrologer, I talk about it in a past life context. But I don't want to become... Too caught up in that, you know what I mean. I don't want to actually say it is a past life, and that's the way it has to be, because a lot of people, a lot of people have family um, stuff that comes in with the with the uh, South Node. So many people, I not so many, but quite a few people have actually said to me in readings, "Oh, this is my grandfather's story you're telling me," or oh, "This is what my mother experienced when she was a child as well." And I feel like I've got something from her. You know, I feel like I'm playing out her story in some kind of way. So it's really interesting how it can come in down the family line. Um, And if it goes back in generations, and often it does, often, especially women for some reason, pass down a generational pattern, great-grandmother to grandmother to mother to child. And it feels like, like a relay baton. You know, when you pass on a relay baton in a race and now you've got the baton, And it's up to you to bring it home, you know. And so it feels very much like if you do recognize it in your family, if you do recognize it from early childhood, if it's familiar from that context, then that's it. Go with that. Go with that. It just comes in with us. You know, it's a cellular cellular memory that comes in with us. So if it feels more familiar to you through the family than a past life, then that's it. I'm going to go with that.
0: Uh, You know, you and I are so connected, because literally, while you were talking, I thought cellular memory, oh, I'm gonna ask about cellular memory. And then you just started talking about cellular memory. Because I think uh, I remember learning a little bit about cellular memory many years ago. And it's basically the way it was presented to me is that when we do our own healing, like when it is that we work on ourselves, It has a very powerful way of actually healing our ancestral line of going very far back and it's almost like we end up being able to continue or heal the work that maybe someone in our ancestral line didn't get a chance to do now here we are and we get to heal like these very powerful sometimes very deep-rooted karmic patterns that go back generations and generations we get to address it and change those patterns today.
1: Exactly, and that's very that's very self node That's totally self node So, however, however you want it to be, or however it feels right for you, I'm always into when I'm when I do astrologies, particularly with clients. It, it has to feel right for them. I never force the client into you know, believing something or forcing them into a situation or something like that that they're uncomfortable with. That's not good astrology. Whatever feels right for you, if it feels like it's coming through that way, then that's it. You know, if it feels like it's coming through a past life, then that's it. So, yeah. So whatever you resonate with, you know, whatever it it it, it is for you, and you know, the cellular memory um, in our cells, you know, we uh, we carry we carry the universe in every single cell. <laughs> wow! When you think about it, every yeah. single cell carries the entire universe. Um, and I mean, we can get into really, really deep stuff here by looking at that and understanding that, but you know, we're all one, we're all connected. We're all, we're all from the same source in the end. And even when we're talking about a past life, you know, really, are they all singular past lives or are we talking about where like coming in as like a, a mascot of sorts for people like a generation or. A whole lot of people who've experienced one particular issue, and you've come in as a soul putting your hand up and going, I'll come in and do my best with helping out. You know, this whole group of people who've gone through this. So, you know, I'll come in as the, as the person or the soul coming onto the earth plane to, to really work out. The, um, and heal the issues of a woman who lost her husband at war and had to bring up seven kids by herself. There would have been, how many women would have had to do that? Like, so many would have had to do that. And it's almost like I'll be the one, I'll be the one who comes in with a memory of that kind of situation. Um, and, you know, I'll do my best. I'll do my best to heal it. I'll do my best to work it out. I'll do my best to find something. That this lady can come into her own with and, and now start to experience life in a completely new way, a completely more inspiring, more enlightening kind of way. So, you know, I'll be that. I'll be that person. I'll do it this time. So you can look at it that way too.
0: Now... I know that we're going to go through the signs of the South Node. So I know a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that. They're going to be able to see the incredible insights that you bring. But anytime I talk to you, you know, I do get a little bit selfish and I just want to apologize. Right now, I have uh, Uranus exactly on my South Node, it is conjunct my South Node. Just off the top of your head, give me something to hang on to. <laughs> Give
1: something so I can because well, it's, been a, it's been interesting, I'll say that. So you have a South Noting tourist. Yes, I do. Yeah, tourists. yeah. Okay. So South noting tourist people generally, not not all the time, but generally come in with safety, you know, safety and security. That's a big deal for South Noting tourist people because in the past existence, they've probably been in situations where safety and security and battening everything down and making sure we have what we need and all those kind of things would have been important to them. Now there's a million different ways of how that could happen. Now with a safety and security thing you've come in, of course you've got the North Node in Scorpio, okay? So the North Node in Scorpio is pushing you to the edge. It's actually it's making you go for the orgasm in life, you know? It's really, really wanting you to take things to the pointy end, you know? Of course, Taurus tends to want to keep everything same old, same old. Taurus wants to keep everything kind of, you know, almost, I don't want to say immobile, but you know what I mean? Keeping everything very battened down. So, any of your security stuff now, to any area where security and worth and self worth and self value and anything to do with your safety at the moment is going through a huge overhaul. What's happening now is you're probably being taken way outside your comfort zone for some reason. The things that you have felt comfortable with or it's been easy for you or things that have felt kind of safe or the money's been coming in and all that kind of stuff and it feels really good it also it feels like Uranus is going no we've gotta we've got to take you to the next level we're taking you to another level of your freedom or another level of it, your individuation. So I want to say your comfort's being played around with at the moment. Your, 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 your usual way, your usual way of falling back into patterns that keep you safe and that you know that you're good at, you know, all those kind of things that we go, oh, I can do this in my sleep. It's kind of almost like, uh-uh, this is too easy for you. This is too easy for you, Nadia. You've got to test yourself a bit more. You've got to go to the next level. You've got to push yourself. You've got to go into uncharted territory. You know, you've got to actually start moving now into areas, not necessarily that are going to scare you, but areas that are going to actually take you into areas that don't have guarantees. Areas, you know, where, because where, everybody likes to know exactly where they're going and they like to know the result. This is about you need to venture in out into areas that don't give you a, that, that you can't see a result, that you can't see a guarantee, but you know, you have to go there. It's for your power. It's for your personal power. We can play safe all our lives and that's a nice place to be. But at the same time, it really, it really doesn't stretch us. It really doesn't extend us. It really doesn't take us into, into new areas where we feel more powerful and more resilient and more invincible. So there's something about your invincibility that's being played around with at the moment. It's like you can play safe if you want to and keep doing the same old, same old. Or this is your moment to move into something that you've never done before, that you've never tried before and take it to a completely new level.
0: What does that I love it. About? Oh my God! In a lot of ways, there are a lot of layers with which that that hits it right on. But I will share one thing that really does come to mind. It is an eleventh house um, south node as well. So again, transiting Uranus is on that natal south node in Taurus, and we had a chance to hang out at the ESAR conference recently, and That's you know, great. I shared with uh, friends and fans that I was really, really grateful to have been acknowledged as favorite social media content creator. And so I got this award, and literally I get that award at the end of August. It must have been August 28. And then on September 1st, I took a planned, uh, really a diet from all things social media. And so I hadn't been off of social media For 16 years, because my entire business has been on social media, my work has been on social media, and to actually say to myself, no, I need to step away from this for a month, to just understand something about myself, it was very scary, it was really scary, and it was so ironic to me that just as I was gearing up to do that, I should, I ended up getting this award, and so I, I found it interesting and ironic, but That one month really, really was one of these moments where I realized that there is a real me and there's a real life. And that's what I came here to live. And social media is amazing. It's allowed me to be independent in so many ways. It's allowed me to have purpose and reach people. And that's been incredible. But there is something about the social media world that isn't necessarily completely real, all that nitty-gritty reality. And yeah. to make that distinction was it was kind of mind-blowing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and that's, Uran- that's Uranus. That's the Uranus energy, you know, because Uranus is always going to be about your individuality, your uniqueness, your originality, who you truly are, the real you. That's Uranus, and it's always trying to, it's best to get us into that because we're also caught up in trying to be something for other people. You know, we're also caught up in popularity and so caught up in fitting in and people liking us and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. I mean, that's all part of life too, but we tend to stretch, we tend to steer away or stray away from who we truly are while we're trying to do that. And Uranus is always trying to bring us back to who we truly are, the real us outside of all those things so that would have that would have been a big part of what was going on for you too Nadia it would yeah. have been, and it probably would have brought up a lot of stuff not only from from this lifetime and from childhood um but possibly in a, in a past life kind of way where you probably held on to things that you knew and that made you feel comfortable for far too long you know and there was something as I said was kind of shaking your cage a little bit, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's powerful. Okay, so thank you, everybody, watching for indulging me and allowing Mark to indulge me because I really focused on myself. But yeah, okay, let's talk about everybody else now. Let's go through the south node, through the signs. Uh, do you want to start with Aries? I know we already did Taurus. We'll leap yeah. over Taurus, but yeah, we'll do Aries. What do you think? Yeah, let's do that.
1: Yeah. um Just a footnote before I start. Uh, If you go to the Sydney Astrology School YouTube uh, uh, channel, I have got the south node in each sign. I do uh, a YouTube clip on the south node in each sign, which gives you a little bit more information. So I'll just do it really, really quickly. Um, And this is, again, I want to say that this is um, very much just the node itself. You know what I mean? uh, It's not in a house or it's not in context with planets or anything to do with the full picture. It's just the node all by itself, okay? So the South Knote in Aries will always come in um, with a high adrenaline, with a feeling of high adrenaline and high stress. Uh, the South Knote in Aries has been through a battle before, has been through a war before. Now it could be a literal war, it could actually be in a fighting environment, but it doesn't have to be. It just feels like it was up against people, it was up against foe, you know, it was up against something else, possibly that tried to stop it, you know, tried to stop its will in some kind of way. So it probably was in uh, situations where it felt like um, every day would have been very, very challenging for them. And I find South Node in Aries people often come in (laughs) feeling exhausted, feeling tired. It's like, oh, my God, you know, what I've been through, or even in early childhood or what's come down through the family, have been battlers. It's been all about the battle. So, you know, of course, getting into a chart, you'd be able to pull that into the context of the whole chart, okay? So the South Node in Taurus was uh, what I uh, talked about just a minute ago with Nadia. It's got to do with security. It's got to do with safety um, and holding on to things for far too long. There's big stories around that with a lot of people. Now, the South Node in Gemini is another another version of stress or another version of it's more of a mental kind of um, anxiety. When I think of South Node in Gemini, and I notice this with South Node in Gemini people when I do readings, you know that little hamster or the mouse that goes around those wheels over and over again, and they're just running on the wheel. They're putting all this energy into something, and yet they're actually going nowhere. That's South Node in Gemini. South Node in Gemini are highly mentally stressed people. They come in with mental stimulation that's kind of busting out of their ears, um, and they come into this. Into this lifetime in a way where they feel that there is so much to learn. Um, schooling could have been a big part of their past life, you know, being in a learning environment. They come in here with so much to learn and so much information. And they're, they're kind of, um, they've got this hypervigilant kind of energy where they need to know everything thick and fast. But at the same time, again, it's kind of plucking out energy from all over the place. And not necessarily doing anything with it. You know, it's not going anywhere. Um, and it just keeps him in a, a kind of like a perpetual state of being like a cat on a hot tin roof. And so there's a whole thing going on around probably education in some kind of way that plays into this, as I said. But you know, you'd have to look at the whole chart and what the whole chart is saying to pull that into a, a more specific kind of environment. Cancer. I cannot tell you the amount of people, ladies in particular with a South Noting Cancer, that have chosen, not can't, I underscore, chosen not to have children this lifetime. Have chosen not to have children. South noting cancer. Oprah Winfrey's are a great example of South Noting Cancer. No kids. They've been through it before. South noting cancer is often going to be people where family have been a big, big part of their lives in the past, and usually to their detriment. Usually being pulled down by family, finding kids have been a trap, finding the whole family environment has been so emotionally overwhelming for them in some kind of way, that their Capricorn North Node is saying, you've got to get out to the world, honey, and do something <laughs> with your life. Basically, you know, so I know so many people. I can, you know, if I had 10 cents for every every person um, who said, I don't want kids with the South Node in Cancer be very rich. So that's cancer. Um, more to it, of course, in the whole story. Leo, Leo's a funny one. Southland in Leo is that feeling of having to, it kind of having to be something you're not. You know how celebrities can't actually be themselves. You know how celebrities always have to be, it's an image. It's kind of like, I have to, I have to be popular. I have to look good. I, You know, and so it's never a relaxing kind of thing. It's never relaxing into who you are. Possibly people admired you, probably people looked up to you, probably people thought, oh, look at that person. You know, maybe that comes into it as well. But there's a feeling of never really living your true life with the South known in, in Leo, always kind of loving the popularity and looking for the popularity on one level, but it comes from not being yourself and it comes from a feeling of, um, I want to say, of that feeling of an expectation, having to live up to an expectation. Virgo is hardworking. You come in, you know, 18-hour days, you know, bloody knuckles from scrubbing something, you know. How, you can do it. You can look at it in all different ways, of course, but Virgo is always going to be the hardworking, service-oriented person from the past who always felt, no matter how much I do and no matter how much I put into something, I never get anything, never get it together. You know, I never finish it. I never – sometimes I feel – I'm never going to get it right. Comes in with a lot of people, you know, with this feeling, with this feeling of, again, of, of feeling overworked or overwhelmed, uh, but also kind of like a self-flagellating kind of feeling, like I've got to do more. I've got to keep going. I've got to learn more. All that kind of stuff comes in with the self-learning Virgo. Self-learning Libra, um, codependency, codependency. You were somebody's partner. You are Mrs. Somebody or Mr. Somebody. You know, that whole idea of I can't, I don't know who I am outside of being a couple. Outside, I don't know who I am as a functioning single person. North Node's in Aries. North Node's in Aries saying you've got to get that together. <laughs> you've got to get your independence together. So you were the nice, compli- uh, compliant, easygoing, whatever you say, honey. You know, I'm being a little bit cardboard cutout here, but at the same time, that kind of over-pleasing nature comes in. South known in Scorpio, this is a tricky one because the south known in Scorpio will always feel like it's been in environments where it's been dangerous, like dangerous environments where things can happen at any time. You know, that feeling, some people have those kind of life and death situations, you know, where you've been living in those kind of, situations where anything, you know, you can get, something could happen, a bomb could come through the window or you can get ambushed. I'm just talking about it, you know, on the level of a scenario, kind of to be to be able to make a picture of it rather than actually, what actually happened to you. Lots of witches. I have so many people in readings with South Node in Scorpio that go, I was a witch. I know I was a witch and I was burnt because I was being a witch. Possibly, I'm not saying no. You're not. You weren't a witch, but at the same time, a witch is a good archetype, isn't it, for the South Node in Scorpio? But it's it's a powerful South Node. But it's it's it was used in a way where they kind of felt more controlled um, than the other way around. Um, in Sagittarius, I find the South Node in Sagittarius comes in. I think religion is a really good a really good picture for the South Node in Sagittarius. You know so many people, particularly in the past, and families particularly, uh, have a culture of religion, have a culture of religion or past life of religion. And so this real strong need to have a belief system that is often about goods and bads and wrongs and rights and um, my way is better than your way, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you could have had a religious kind of past life that you find you need to ask questions about now, which is Gemini, you know, asking questions. You need to read between the lines. Uh, you need to be more inquisitive. Um, South Node in Sagittarius can actually get sucked in by dogma or doctrine or what other people believe in, all that kind of stuff. You've got to, kind of got to think for yourself. Uh, in Capricorn, Capricorn is always – to me, when I'm talking about Capricorn in readings, and so many people know this one duty, responsibility, carrying the burden, you know, carrying the burden of everybody else, carrying the burden of life on your shoulders, you know. The buck stops with me. I've got it. I'm driving the ship. If the ship goes down, I'm responsible for it. Everyone's going to point to me. You know, that's Capricorn. You could have been in a position of some kind of authority in the, in the past. But it feels very much like I had to do it alone. I had no time to cry. I had to just push through. I had to, you know, had to get the job done. Um, And it's a heavy kind of weight that comes in on your shoulders with the past life in Capricorn. Aquarius often feels like it doesn't fear. Aquarius feels like it could have been from a minority group in the past life or a group that wasn't terribly accepted or just one of the crowd. You know, I didn't stick out. I was one of the many, many, many people out there. People talked about the people going, Who's that? Who? What, which one are we talking about? I, I can't even see her. That's Aquarius, one of the many, you know, that kind of thing. And you could have been part of a community or a group or a team. You could have been part of something where you were working towards something or fighting for something or, you know, the justice of, of something. Uh, that all comes into it. But I often feel Aquarius. Was different. Was unusual. It wasn't necessarily run of the mill. And so, therefore, there's something about their their feeling that um, they're not approved of or they didn't um, didn't get accepted because the North Node's in Leo. So the North Node is about the celebration of who you are, basically. And so the South Node in Aquarius is still kind of coming in from not really feeling like uh, like it was. Like everybody else, minority groups, particularly, would really understand this one. South known in, in uh, Pisces um, can often come in feel, feeling very disconnected to life, can often feel like they've kind of lost themselves in the past life in some way, but maybe overgave, maybe were, were there for too many people and maybe got walked on or walked over, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there's a spiritual element with the South known in Pisces, maybe they worked in the spiritual profession, maybe there were mystics or maybe they there was something psychic about them. But I often feel with the South known in Pisces, there's a a feeling of kind of living in this world or living in this land outside of reality. And it probably for some people, it probably felt very much like it could never really, um, get itself together on the Earth plane. You know, it always felt like it was again marginalized or on the outer in some kind of way. Um, Pisces energy can often be overly compassionate, overly sensitive, and suffered for it in su- in a way too. You know, suffered suffered for for that part of their personality. Maybe that part of their personality was used or abused, or or maybe maybe it's just a part of their personality. That um, that they uh, when I say they couldn't find a place for it was al- it was almost like a a person who kind of was was lost in their own feelings or lost in their own emotions. Um, Virgo will be their north node, of course. So they've got to they've got to get their act together. Basically, they've got to build parameters. They've got to actually start getting their ducks in a row. They've actually got to start putting everything into some kind of working order so that's that's a very as i said that's a very very quick kind of understanding outside of the the full chart of course things would change a little bit if i was looking at all the planets involved which is what our mini course is going to be all about so there you go nadia
0: you're amazing i mean i think everybody can tell how amazing you are there you go and you guys like mark already said He's coming to Synchronicity University and for a very, very limited time. It is choose your tuition rate. As low as just five dollars a class, a five-week course to learn all about the lunar nodes in your chart. Uh, Mark, thank you. Thank you so much. I loved how you illuminated the South Node through the different signs. And, you know, I just think that you have so much wisdom and love to your astrology, which is Just one of the reasons that I love you so much as an astrologer.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Nadia. Um, I'm so blessed to be part of Synchronicity, and I'm so looking forward to doing the mini course. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Mark. And thank you, everybody out there for watching. And until we connect again, take care. Bye.